0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Be Fearless Podcast, and today I bring you a marketing expert. She is a seven-figure earner. She is amazing, and I can't wait for you to meet her. I think she doesn't need any introduction because she's amazing. She is Lindsay Badillo. Welcome, Lindsay.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I just need to commend you for saying my deal correctly. Like I'm thoroughly impressed right now. Thank you.
0: Well, um, um you're
1: welcome.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. I think we had uh, a little lag there. No yeah. worries. Thank you so much for having me on. I know that we actually were supposed to go back in December, I think, for this interview, and then I had sick I- October. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was October. Wow. Well, you know what they say, uh good things sometimes you have to wait for. So, yes. <laughs> I totally
0: are. I totally agree with that statement. That's completely true, you guys. Um uh thank you so much uh for obviously your patience and it's been a long time, but I've been like I can't wait to have her here because you are amazing and you are an expert when it comes to marketing. But before we dip dive into your success, your story and everything, uh, Lindsay Badillo-wise, let's tell our audience who is Lindsay Badillo, where she was born and what was her dream growing up?
1: Oh my gosh. I love this question. Okay. So I am actually from a very small town in. town. Southern Georgia so like the Bible Bell very like southern part of Georgia It's so funny though whenever I tell people I'm from Georgia they say oh, so Atlanta and I'm like no Not everywhere in Georgia is Atlanta. So I'm actually closer to Florida than I am to Atlanta. So born here um, Was raised here. I moved away to like northern Georgia for a few years and then came back and this is where we have started our family um, I live here with my kids, two kids, my husband and myself. We have a dog named Charlie and a cat named Baby Shark. You can only imagine having a toddler pick out the name for the cat, Baby Shark. Oh, baby, shark. baby Shark. I know, Baby Shark. So, uh, yeah. And so as a kid, oh, my gosh, I love this question so much. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that on a, on a podcast or on, like, an interview. Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Exactly. And yeah, it, and exactly. I love that you point that out, because a lot of if you look
0: back, usually when we growing up, a lot of people ask us, what are you going to do when you grow up? Like if they're always asking for that question and at some point in our lives, that
1: question stops. Yeah. Right. And, You're so right. and we're expected to have it all figured out and we're expected yeah. to know. And so it's really funny. Um, and I'll circle back and tell you what what my yeah. said, but like having my own kids now they'll say well mama whenever I grow up I want to be um, a teacher or I want to be what my daughter told me she wanted to drive for Doordash like I want to be a Doordash driver and I'm like okay baby like you can do yeah. it and then I remind them that you can also change your mind and so it's and so every time we talk about what we want to be quote unquote. Mm-hmm. We always have the conversation around it. If you're not locked into that. You can change your mind. Exactly. And do multiple things at one time, mm-hmm. and it's being happy and following your heart and, and making a difference in the world. So um, it's really funny, you know. As we grow up, we get older, we kind of look back on the things that we wish that adults in our lives would have said to us. Yeah. You know? So okay. So to circle back, when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to help people. I knew that I, I wanted to um, connect with people, I wanted to help, I wanted to, to leave an imprint in the world. At some, some phases of my childhood that looked like being a teacher, which, funny story, I actually did grow up to be a teacher, um, it, it turned into um, being a doctor, then I was like changed into nursing, and so it was always like centered around people and so so whenever i graduated school i was actually in college to be i was a biology major uh, i was going to go into med school and well then you realize oh i have to like take lots of math and science and chemistry classes and while that was really fun in high school yeah college chemistry is a lot different from high school chemistry so i said hmm, i don't think this is, this is so it actually transformed into psychology and so i was gonna um get my bachelor's in psychology and then keep going to get my master's degree well life actually happened did not end up getting my psychology psychology bachelor's degree i did get my associates um in psychology but i actually get ended up getting an education degree so the degree that you see behind me over here is for elementary education so i did become a teacher and yeah, that kind of brings me into my entrepreneurial journey, which we could talk about, sure. Um, but yeah, I actually ended up kind of shifting from that. It took me less than a year, actually, to in the public school system to realize that that was not the path for me, that mm-hmm. I, I meant to teach and to lead and to inspire, um, but just not in that way, just not in that fashion. So I like to say that it was a stepping stone to where I was supposed to be, I think, without going there without experiencing that moment of like, wow, I want to help people, but this isn't the way, like without that, I wouldn't be here. So it was a stepping stone to, to every, to to where I am now and everything that's came along the journey. So I'm grateful for it.
0: I love love it. I love it. That at some point in, in your journey, you kind of like follow what your heart told you to do. Yeah. Um, And because lately, a lot of people don't do not do that, and they're so miserable and so sad, and um, they're always complaining why they find themselves in a situation in the life they're in, and it's because they have not followed the true purpose, and, you know, um, Hey, stop that! I'm sorry, my dog is like fine. trying to make an appearance in here. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I have a
1: poodle. His name is Charlie, and yeah. he's usually in here with me in the room.
0: I, I- have a pit bull, so he's
1: oh, a ninety-six
0: pound oh, pit bull.
1: Oh, <laughs> what's his name?
0: Reggie. Reggie.
1: Reggie. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I used to have a pit bull named Bullet.
0: Name was bullet. oh my god i like that i like that <laughs> bullet we
1: actually uh, like, before I got
0: him so yeah. <laughs> okay so, so, so they're coming back uh, but you know I, I really appreciate it because now you're helping a lot of and um aspiring and new entrepreneurs and um people you know to to improve their marketing and improve their business yeah. and um one of the things that you do is creating a marketing plan um and help people with that how first of all how you kind of like figure out okay marketing is going to be what I'm going to be doing why
1: marketing yeah so I think that you have to come back to what you were just saying around people find themselves stuck or they find themselves uh you know feeling miserable or not really knowing where to go and if you go to the core of that have found over and over and over again and it doesn't matter if you're a startup company if you are six multi six seven figures and beyond people will find them pla- and and we have to check in all the time but you'll find yourselves in a place of feeling like you don't have another choice we forget that we don't have uh or we forget that we do have choices we we forget that we actually have sovereignty over our decisions and at any moment in time, you have the power to change the trajectory of your life. And we have to remind ourselves of this over and over and over again. And even if you are just starting your business or you've already hit this super crazy, you know, high and, and you're at the highest income of your life, and then you'll find yourself stuck or plateaued or you've hit the ceiling, or maybe your team, you're like, ah, this team isn't doing their job or nothing's going right, or I I did this big launch um, and I just didn't get the traction from it. Or maybe you're making a pivot in your business or you want to, but you feel like you can't, right? Or maybe you're stuck on social media every day and you're like, ah, this isn't work for me. What else can I do? first before you can ever create any plan before you can even talk about strategy you have to remember that you do in fact have a choice that you have the power to change your life at any single moment in time okay and then once you know that then you're able to create a marketing plan a sales plan you can create your visibility plan from there but you have to realize that you're the one that's in charge of it you know um actually it's really funny my husband and i were at the gym this morning and we go to the gym every single we take the kids to school together and then we go to the gym together and um we don't typically like work out together at the same time we used to we did that for many years but now we're in there we're kind of doing our own thing but we're we're like texting each other in the middle of the workout we're like oh there's so many people here and we're like oh like it's so crowded and then at the end of our workout we go get in the car and we're like well, I'm really glad to see these new faces here. Like I'm really, I'm really happy that they're here. And I'm glad that they knew that they could change their life at any time and they're in the gym in January. That's great for them. But like <laughs> they would come at a different time of the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally you know, agree. Yeah, um it, but,
1: it all ties into knowing that you have a decision at any moment in time to yeah. Change. Yeah, change your reality. Now
0: going into um before going into creating a marketing plan, which is actually the subject of our podcast today, tell, tell, us, tell us how that, how making a, um, or creating a marketing plan actually impacted your business. How do you use that as a tool to continue growing your business? Because oh I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of having a uh, or creating a marketing plan or a business plan for that matter, and they just yeah. like swing things. And I think that's the main the main problem that
1: people usually have. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, t- I totally agree with that. And I also think that sometimes people kind of fly by the seat of their pants. They're like, I'll just go on Facebook and I'll go there. Or I'll go to Instagram. And, what, and this doesn't matter what type of business you have, really. You'll pick typically a social media platform, and you'll say, well, I'll go do this thing because this is what I see everyone else doing. And maybe you do it for a week or two, maybe three weeks, and you realize, well, this isn't working. Why isn't it working for me? It's not working for me. What's happening here? Mm-hmm. But have you taken the time to really assess your ideal clients? Have you taken the time to assess what fits with your lifestyle, even is social media, even the right platform for you, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever the case is, does that resonate with both you and your ideal clients? I think that we have to start there. Mm -hmm. And then another piece of this is that we have to remember, and I'll I'll circle back and I'll tell you how I realized that social media was not the end all be all for myself and my business. Um, But we have to realize that whether we mean to or not, you're always marketing. Your yeah. face is your business card. Like your energy is your business card. Every single time you walk into a room, you're marketing your company. Every single time you show up on this live video, you're marketing. Every single time um, you walk into the grocery store, like you're marketing your company every single where, every single place that you go. So whether that's intentional or not, I don't know, right? But we have to realize that everything that we do is always, set. It's, we're always speaking on behalf of our company. We're speaking on behalf of the work that we do especially if you're in a service provider field. So if you're coaching, consulting, you know, online business manager, virtual assistant, all those online service providers, your face, your energy, your words, your actions, your language, the way that you walk, the way that you talk, the way that you dress, the way that you pick your kids up from school, that is marketing, right? So, Everything. <laughs> and it's like, if we're going to do it, we may as well be intentional about it. So yeah. So just a little something to think about, Um, but, but to circle back, I was in business for, okay. So I shared, I was a teacher. I went to the education field, realized "Eh, this isn't for me and just kind of really went into like this self-discovery journey of, okay, well, what, what will I do if I don't want to teach? What will I do? What where do I go from here? Right. And I feel like I've always had this uh, entrepreneurial bone. Like I've always been very multi-passionate, like very much a go-getter. I want to achieve. I want to go do the things. Like I'm very like, if I want it, I'll make a plan and I'll go get it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up in like a home where money was like really always an issue. Like we were, you know, very poor, like, like did not live in like nice homes at all whatsoever. Like you know, and so money was important. I was very, very money driven. And that was coming from a place of not having anything. So when I left teaching, um, I knew that I wanted to move into a career to where I would have much more income, like where, where, hey, I could live a nice life and I could give to my kids and I could build for my future and I could leave an imprint on the world. So uh, long story short, kind of, <laughs> sort of, kind of moved into the online space as a relationship coach oh wow yeah yeah, right and that always throws everyone for a loop um actually like a relationship and like intimacy coach so like was working with other married women who are trying to find like intimacy in their relationships which As we know, it all comes back to self-love. So lots of self-love work, um, energy energy work, finding times for ourselves, et cetera. And that's how I actually left my teaching job. I left my teaching job when I was a relationship coach. But here's the thing that happened. It was about two years into business, and I had done what I thought that I was supposed to do. I had um, based my entire business on Instagram on showing up every single day on my stories, talking, selling every single day. And and it had worked like, don't get me wrong, it worked. And this is like actually how I pivoted into business coaching marketing coaching uh which at that time i deemed myself a business coach and then i don't really call myself a business coach anymore because i'm mostly teaching marketing that's another story though um but But i
0: love that you said that because a lot of people think that there are to be set in within a box And we are to evolve as entrepreneurs. We are to evolve in every different phases. So at one point you might be that business coach, but then you will evolve and and grow into some other areas that a lot of your audience is going to be waiting for or need
1: help with. So Yeah. That's so good that your audience is waiting for. Yes. So good. Oh, that's so good. And it's like, and people will hold themselves back from pivoting because they're like, oh, that's not what people know me for. Oh, what if I leave people behind? But little do they know, people are waiting.
0: Yes. They're waiting for you to take them in that journey so they can also grow with you in that uh, that area. So that's, I think that's very important and I love it. I love that you actually said that, that that you you move on or grew on into another area and move into
1: marketing from business coaching. So absolutely 1000%. So, so what, and so this kind of actually fits in with that. It was an evolution, right? And it was like in that time of my life and did my business, it worked to be on social media every single day. Like this was me like, Hey, Hey guys, what's going on? Like every single day I'm like talking on my story for like an hour a day you know we've got this webinar coming up like join our challenge like join aligned coach academy and like selling every single day like that and that worked it was beautiful it worked i built my company to over six figures it was beautiful great left my teaching job all the things and then it worked until it didn't you know it worked until i realized this isn't what i want to continue this this isn't the path i want to continue so really started to lean away from daily social media usage and said, okay, if I'm going to continue to grow the business, how am I going to do this without being dependent on the algorithm on Mm -hmm. showing up every single day on my stories? Because hashtag exhausting, right? Exactly. Like, oh my God, (laughs) what am I going to do instead? and so this was actually how the idea of the wholesome marketing tracker came about i I started doing it myself like i literally started doing this thing myself where every single day for 30 days i would expand my reach beyond instagram right? Like I would be very intentional. Okay. Can I track today? Where am I going to be off of Instagram? How am I going to grow my connections today and not count on Instagram? Like it was like literally like, like, just give me the hello away from Instagram, you know? And it wasn't that I disliked my community or anything. No, but the
0: truth is that you, you needed a break because I mean doing reels and stories and creating content on a daily basis for your social media can be draining and, and you can hit a burnout just for doing yeah. that, right? Um, yeah,
1: and I also think that with social media marketing, we have to be so very intentional with our energy because it is so easy to open up Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, whatever, and just be consumed Uh, by other people's content. And so Mm -hmm. we have to be super intentional with, am I creating or am I consuming right now? Exactly. We can say that we're working, but, or are we just consuming other people's content and ideas? And that's fine, I think, because we have people that we want to learn from and we want to connect with and we want to get inspired by. But we have to be super intentional by it because we are just, we're inundated with content all day long. All day long. From everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, it is just like all the time. So you have to get super intentional about am I consuming or am I creating, Uh, which is really, really where it comes, where it comes back to with the wholesome marketing tracker. It gets you into the habit, into like working this muscle of taking your marketing, taking your time to work on the business, not in the business, and to take it beyond social so that you're creating connection and visibility every single day. And and Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to
0: interject there and say, I love that you said that you have to question yourself on how you're going to invest your time if it's going to be consuming or creating content. And I love that you said that because a lot of people spend so much time consuming because they don't want to invest into a coaching program or tools or a system that is going to help them to take their business into another level they just like oh i can do this myself so i'm just gonna like google or go into youtube and ask how to and Mm -hmm. and then they go down the rabbit hole (laughs) of uh, youtube videos and they spend more time in youtube than actually creating or doing something for their business
1: and you know in- I think it comes back to what we talked about. I had to turn my fan on. Um, it, it's like 75 degrees in Georgia today. It's so weird.
0: Well, but here it's like 50 something in but I'm from Puerto Rico originally, so for me it's like uh, this is freezing temperatures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Um yeah, no I think I think you're so right. And it comes back to maybe that is the thing that has worked for us all at one point or another. We Googled and we searched and we did the research and that works until it doesn't. That works until you realize, okay, it's not that I need to learn anything else. In fact, I probably just need a nice kick in the butt and I need some accountability and I need to take some action. Mm -hmm. And then then again, we have the decision at any moment in our lives to change the trajectory of our our direction. Always. So I, so
0: gonna- yeah, And so what are like what are some factors of some things that a marketing plan needs in order to work?
1: Uh, well you have to know a few things. Number one, we've got to set up your foundations. So I like to call this like the stamina building period. So if one of three phases that we're in, if we look at the first phase at the first phase, we are building stamina. We are building, oh, like we can do this, like here we go, like we're gonna have to put in like some grunt work, like we're probably not gonna see an ROI in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's okay, like we're building a business that it's not a get rich overnight thing, like we're building foundation and sustainability for the long run. So this is long term, long run ROI, okay? So you're not gonna see it overnight, that's okay. So that's why we're gonna have stamina in the beginning. This is where we are really getting an idea of who our ideal client is, who, where are they hanging now? Um, I like to build out a dream 100. Not in the sense of, are you familiar with uh, Chet Holmes or Amanda Holmes?
0: I think that I might be. I just oh like, God. I'm so okay. bad at names and faces. Okay, show me the book and I'll tell you if I read it.
1: I have a book. Yes. <laughs> so this is The Ultimate Sales Machine. Um, I love it, yeah. Oh my gosh, Chet Holmes was like, the sales master, like he was like the godfather of sales, like 1980s, 1990s. I mean, this, the the original of this was written like decades ago and his daughter actually came along and and updated it. So this is a side version from Amanda. I met her. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. It was amazing. Last, last year at a a in-person speaking event that we did and um, met her there. She's super duper awesome. So down to earth, but the original dream 100 that chet talks about in this book is where you're building out a list of 100 ideal clients so i'm literally going to pull up my phone right and i'm going to go through my contacts i'm going to say oh well they might be an ideal client Add them to the list oh they may be an ideal client. okay i'm putting them on the list all right and then i'm going to start kind of um swooning them i'm going to start calling them and maybe sending them a coffee or send them a card invite them to my workshop okay yeah. so that's the original dream 100. Now, what I like to do, how, how I've pivoted this is by saying, okay, instead of me going after individual ideal clients, can I go after the groups, the networks, the organizations? How can I expand my reach as an authority figure, as a credible expert, as someone who can leave value in turn, I'm getting access to this, to this audience. So I think that's critical. In that first space again you're not going to see a media roi from this because you're beginning this nurturing this relationship building process but you're putting yourself out of your bubble because we're all in our own little bubbles whether it's social media and our communities you know in our everyday routine we're in a bubble so this forces you to get out of that bubble and grow your reach this is life changing literally life-changing. That that is fantastic Yes. So everybody listening, watching, catching the replay, write it down, build my dream 100 and you are literally going to think of the 100 groups. It can be YouTube channels. It can be Facebook groups, just like this. So like literally this is an example of me leveraging my dream 100. I'm getting in front of an audience that probably has my ideal clients in it. I'm expanding my reach. I'm leaving value. So I'm, I'm expanding how many people I'm reaching. So build out your list of those groups those organizations and then you're going to start slowly building relationships getting out there adding it to your wholesome marketing tracker checking it off in the box every time you've done that podcast interview every time you've done that youtube video every time you've done um maybe a collaboration on instagram even whatever the case is Mm -hmm. check it off check it off keep pursuing that okay uh then i like to say that phase two we move into automating some things i think that every single day we should be making connections we should be growing that audience like there's just some things there's some parts of business that are just not fun it, it's just not i mean like sending connections on linkedin is just not fun like it's really not yeah. <laughs> it, it is
0: more exhausting yes
1: it is so exhausting uh however it is a realistic part of business so yes. we either need to automate or we need to delegate. And so at this point in business, in your marketing plan, we need to make a decision and say, okay, is this something that I can hire a virtual assistant for? And they could be sending these connection requests, um, you know, these friend requests. Can they be the ones that are manually growing my audience? Could they even be sending out the podcast pitches? Could they be sending out my media kit? There are things that they could take over. So second part of your marketing plan um, needs to look like, where can I automate? Where can I delegate? This could even look like automating connection requests on LinkedIn. There are so many platforms that you can actually automate uh, LinkedIn connection yeah. requests. You can automate Instagram, uh, Facebook, all those connection requests right now. This also looks like um, setting up an email list, making sure that you have scheduled emails every single week that are going up to your audience to drive income. So I don't necessarily mean, oh, I'm going to write this huge or this really personal no, and it's going to give an update on all the things. I mean a nine-word email. I'm talking about like, hey, we're looking for five people for our new group program that want to lose 15 pounds in the next three months. Reply back if this is you, right? Like write that down, y'all. That's gold right there. Like send that email once a week along with your nurture emails. Schedule them out a month in advance. That Those are things that we can do to make our life so much easier and will directly drive profit.
0: Yes, I totally agree. And I love it. Um, and I think um, the fun is to, I think there's more fun and automated things these days. Uh, like you said, there's so many uh, platforms out there that we as entrepreneurs, we can use to actually do all that and have all those activities. Um, basically running in 24-7 for us. Oh my um, god, It's
1: so satisfying. Yeah. Like, it's so satisfying to set an automation one time that you're like, that's
0: done. <laughs> you just let it go.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually really admired your text messages. So I received like two text reminders yesterday um to be on the show today and was like, this is a reminder for your interview tomorrow. And I was like, oh I love this. Like yes. oh, I was like, yeah, so good. Text
0: and and messages. I yes 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 and a lot of people um is afraid to ask for phone numbers and emails i'm like no you have to you have to ask for the for that information because it's not like you're gonna blast them on daily basis and like make them hate you right It's just like yeah so so you know just Automating things the proper way also can help you to get to nurture that relationship and say, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I like this person because it's not like harassing me with this information. It's just like sending just the right amount of it, <laughs> you know.
1: Exactly. Um, and if they're the right people, then they mm-hmm. need that information anyways. They're finding yeah. it valuable. It's helping them in their life, in their business, and mm-hmm. their relationships, etc. So if they're the right people, you can't say the wrong thing
0: to them. Yeah, totally agree with that. So, well, we are almost about to reach the end of this interview, but I want you to kind of like give our audience like the number one tip for marketing that has to work for you. And um, what is that you have for them today? Oh, yes.
1: So good. Well, you guys have actually already heard me. Like, I just naturally talk about it all the time. But before I go there, one tip that we can all walk away with, you know, I think I'm going to circle back to what we talked about in the beginning of today's interview. And it's that every single one of us, all of us watching, listening, you and I here right now, we all have the power to change our lives at any moment. And so just take an inventory and ask yourself, what's working? Like, what's I working? It. I love that. Like, what's working in your life? What, what's working in your business? Like, and just take an inventory of like, what, what's working for me? And it, and it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, it's making me thousands of dollars every day. But like, what's working? What feels good to you? What makes you feel like it's fulfilling? What, what's working? And then on the, on the flip side of that paper, what's not working? What does not make you feel lit up? What is exhausting you by the end of the day? What maybe have you tried for a couple of months now? and It's just not working. Take that inventory and then take action on it. Whatever that is.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you for that amazing tip. Now you have a gift for our audience
1: today. I love gifts. Okay. Okay. So So I have a gift. You guys, you all heard me talk about it. Um, the Wholesome Marketing Tracker. This is my baby. This is the thing that like literally changed my business. It changes my client's business. Like hundreds of people have signed up for the Wholesome Marketing Tracker. It's beautiful. And it's literally right here behind me. This is it. It is so simple. It's a one-page tracker. Print it out. I recommend printing it. Like I'm such a paper and like pencil person. Me too. I love like
0: Like... This is my
1: planner. We got got all the journals, all the things. Absolutely. So grab the Wholesome Marketing Tracker. And it is actually the end of January as we're recording this. Try it out. Try it out during the month of February. And just every single day, go through the tracker. It's so simple to use. Uh, Go through the tracker and just mark it off. All right. Day one, I, I went live on my Facebook. All right. Day two, I sent that email. Day three, I pitched to be on that podcast and just track the marketing activities that you're taking action in every single day. And I promise you, you're going to start taking notice. Oh, this is where I'm spending most of my time. Oh, look at all these other ways that I could go out and market. You're not in a box. I promise you, even even if it feels that way, you're not in a box. You can change. And there are over 30 different options on that wholesome marketing tracker. So go grab the tracker try it out and then come back and let us know how it works out for you by the end of february
0: i love it you guys the link is in the screen i will also upload this into the description of this podcast you guys lindsaybadillo.com forward slash wholesome marketing tracker. I love trackers. If you are a Excel junkie like I am, yes. you are going to love this tracker because I love, I love forms. I love printing out things and writing and kind of like tracking the yep. things that I'm doing, right? Um, So you're going to love this. This is an amazing tool. So go right now if you're listening go to the description of this podcast and click on that link and grab yours so thank you lindsay again for your time for being here today uh we waited you guys almost three months to to get together so i hope that everybody enjoyed this podcast and thank you thank you for making us part of your favorites um Until the next one, you guys, all I have to say is that don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye.